Hi, and welcome to 10 Minute Horror. My name is Sam, and I'm going to review a horror film in 10 minutes or less. I'm not a film expert, just a horror fan who loves talking all things spooky. So let's get into it. Hi, and welcome back to 10 Minute Horror. Or if it's your first time listening, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. This week, I'm reviewing Godless, The Eastfield Exorcism. This is a relatively new one from March of this year from our friends down under. It is directed by Nick Kazakis and stars Georgia Ayers, Dan Ewing, and Tim Peacock. So at the beginning of this one, we do get a based on true events title card. And I did try to find more about this case and whether this was actually based on true events, but I couldn't really find anything. I think that maybe it's just very loosely based on a variety of cases that have happened in Australia. But if you're from Australia, and this really did happen, and I just can't find anything about it, let me know. So this is a real rough one, you guys. You know what I like to say when I watch a film like this. Uh, I need to visit a butterfly garden after, and this is definitely a butterfly garden movie. This film deals with some very heavy subject matter, including religious fanaticism, loss of a child, PTSD, and more. So just kind of be aware of that going in. The film opens with a man who we will come to know is named Ron sitting in a pew at church. And it's not just any church. It's one of those churches where they speak in tongues. They have people rolling around on the floor being exercised or delivered or whatever it is. And Ron is like, fuck yeah, bro. This is the stuff right here. He doesn't actually say that, but it's heavily implied that witnessing this is very moving to him. So we cut from Ron in the pew at church. And in the next scene, we are in a therapist's office with his wife, Laura. Laura and her doctor are talking about some extreme trauma that she has been through. And we don't learn exactly what that is, but she is having some mental health issues due to that experience. And for some reason, Ron is present in this therapy session. And I say that because I don't believe this is a couple's counseling session, since they only appear to be talking about Lara. For some reason, Ron is in this therapy session, and he's steamrolling the whole thing. He's not letting Lara speak for herself at all, not letting her respond to the therapist's questions about her own mental health, and is basically just being the absolute fucking worst. Uh, Spoiler alert, you guys, I really can't stand Ron. And it becomes clear very quickly that Ron believes that Lara's symptoms are a result of not mental health issues. He believes this to be something more akin to demonic possession. He does not respect this doctor at all and does not believe that therapy will help Lara. And he's only seemingly allowed her to seek therapy because I guess, at least in this movie, I'm not sure if this is the case in real life, but in this movie, the Vatican requires that you rule out other potential root causes before they will approve an exorcism. So Ron keeps telling this therapist to quote-unquote check the box that they have sought the therapy and it did not help and he can take that to the church and they will approve the exorcism. But the therapist, like any good therapist would, says, absolutely not, I'm not doing that. This is clearly a medical issue that needs to be treated with therapy sessions and medication. I'm not going to sign off on her having an exorcism. In fact, I believe that will be very detrimental to her treatment. So Ron is frustrated, and he goes to his church leader, 
Um, I'm not sure if what type of church this really is and if they're called a pastor, minister, priest. Not sure what the correct term is, so I'm just going to say church leader. Her name is Barbara, and she is a terrifying character, especially if you grew up in a religious environment like this. You probably know someone like Barbara, and she's real scary, y'all. Throughout the whole movie, she is peddling conspiracy theories, which I'm sure we all know a few people like that, and she's making these terrifying faces that honestly look demonic. Uh, Plot twist, Barbara is the demon. It's a demon named Barbara. No, just kidding. That would be kind of interesting, though. Barbara is essentially meant to represent the theme of blind faith and how dangerous that can be and how much influence that can have. She talks about how her husband had cancer and the doctors were quote-unquote poisoning him with chemotherapy treatment. She doesn't trust modern medicine at all, and her influence on Ron as a member of her congregation is going to have a major impact on the events that take place. So Barbara recommends to Ron this guy named Danny, who she believes can help Lara. And I don't know if I missed this part where they said whether Danny was an ex-priest or an ex-church member or if he's just some guy. I don't know if I missed that or if they never said specifically. So it's a little unclear what exactly his relationship is to the church, to me. But the character is basically like a Jim Jones type character. A terrifying cult leader, essentially. So Danny, at the behest of Barbara, arrives at Ron and Lara's house. And this character is absolute nightmare fuel. Immediately upon meeting... Ron and Danny discuss Lara, and Danny keeps referring to Lara as it. He says things like, don't feed it, don't bathe it. You have to starve it. You have to starve the evil out of it. And Danny justifies this type of talk by saying that Lara is no longer herself and that she is now just a vessel for this demon. So they decide that they're going to move forward with this exorcism, and Danny invites, Danny and Barbara invite the congregation over. And there's this absolutely chilling montage of the church members hugging and greeting each other just as if they're going in for a Sunday service. I was very disturbed by this because it's illustrating that these people are about to engage in a terrifying thing and they're just treating it like any other act of fellowship, just like they're getting ready for a church picnic. And the dangers of groupthink and blind faith, without question, are about to manifest. And from this point on, the film basically answers the question of what if an absolute psychopath and members of his cult performed an exorcism? This is definitely not your typical exorcism movie. It does have the typical trope of, is it medical? Is it psychological? Is it really demonic possession? But that is basically where the predictability ends with this one. It subverted my expectations. I was kind of expecting an exorcism of Emily Rose type of experience, but it is certainly very far from that. I won't say too much, but let's just say that the horrors of what humans are capable of are on full display in this film. There are a couple nods to The Exorcist in this film, which I really enjoyed. I always love when a film pays tribute to uh, the classics. And on top of the very heavy themes and the human horror elements, uh, we do have some really creative jump scares in this one. And if you've listened before, 
You probably know that I'm quick to dismiss jump scares because I don't think they're very effective, but I thought this film actually did have some good ones. So now I will get into my ratings for Godless, the Eastfield Exorcism. For casual viewers, I'm going to give this one a 2.5 out of 5. This is not a film that you would sit down on a Saturday night to just watch just because. It's very heavy and could be very triggering for a casual viewer if they're not prepared for what they're about to watch. For horror fans, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5. I think they will enjoy the story a lot. I think they'll enjoy the uniqueness and deviation from your standard exorcism movie. And I really think that they'll appreciate the nods to classic exorcism films as well. And that's it for this one, y'all. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time. (laughs) 